Hi, you guys. This is your girl, Exotic Priestess, here. And if you're here with me, take a deep breath in and sigh out. Get in that relaxation mode as we talk about on this channel about astrology, tarot cards, spirituality, and anything, just anything in general. So sit back, relax, sip some wine or some water, puff your vape, or you can even take some CBD oil. It's up to you. And enjoy this exotic chill session. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Exotic Priestess. Um, and I just want to start off saying, yay, we are at the end. Well, Mercury retrograde is done. Uh, we are in the post-shadow period still, and it that's going to be occurring for like the next, what is it, week or so? And when I tell you that Mercury retrograde almost took your girl out, I mean, it almost took me out. Um, and I'm not talking about like all the crazy technology and stuff. Like my technology, the my technology hasn't even really been affecting me really. And I'm not even talking about like exes coming back or previous people like texting and being like, "What's up? You know what you doing?" Um, by the way, the the whole. WYD what you doing I'm I'm not a I'm not a WYD girl so like if you texted me that um I'm not going to respond and if I do it's going to take me a while to respond because I'm like what you texting me what you doing for like no anyways um I left that back in my 20s we're not doing that but whatever uh <laughs> but yeah this this retrograde almost wrecked the fuck out of me like when I'm telling you, it literally almost wrecked me. And if, and I also talk a little bit of, I talk a lot about it in my previous episode. But when I say it almost wrecked the fuck out of me, I mean literally the very last freaking week of this retrograde, your girl got sick. And when I say sick, I mean having a fever for like three days. Um, my throat was on fire. Uh, I was coughing my head off. Uh, my ears were stuffed up. I had an ear infection. Like, it was just all the fucking things during the last final week. Bro, like, and then on top of that, I had to go on a monitoring visit. Um, and if you don't know what a monitoring visit, um, a monitoring visit is what, you know, clinical research monitors have to um I'm a, I'm a clinical research associate. And basically what we have to do is go to different clinical sites and different areas, whether they're different cities, different states, where whatever. Um, and we have to travel to them, whether we're driving or flying. And we have to monitor how a clinical trial, um, basically if the clinical staff is perform for, is performing a clinical trial correctly and doing everything that they need to do uh, that they're supposed to do. So that's what a monitoring visit is. Your girl travels like literally 70% of the time. I'm pretty much never home. I take vacations to my apartment and I live in hotels. Like that's my life and um yeah. 
But anyways, on top of that, I had to go on a monitoring visit. Uh, no, I got sick during my monitoring visit. That's what happened. Like, I got sick during the time, and I was on my monitoring visit from Tuesday to Friday last week. So, like, I started feeling, like, a little bit itchiness in my throat on Tuesday morning when I drove to Florida. And then um, when I got home from my monitoring visit for that day, I mean, not home, excuse me, back to the hotel, that's when I started to feel a little warm. So I was like, oh, shit. And thankfully, like, I carry medication with me everywhere, like, just for the hell of it, you know, for just because that's me. I carry medication, sanitation wipes, all the things, my vitamins, everything. So that's when I started feeling it on Tuesday night. And then Wednesday morning during my second day, that's when all the fucking shit started happening to me. And I literally had to cut my monitoring visit short for Tuesday because I was not feeling up to par. Um, I was taking meds every day, DayQuil, NyQuil, cough drops, all the stuff, um, my vitamins, like everything, tea, I bought tea, it was so bad, y'all, and then Wednesday, I was just like, it was just as bad as Tuesday, and then Friday, I was starting to feel better, my throat was starting to feel better, but like, I still had like low-grade fever, but, like, I took medicine to, like, reduce my fever so that I can do my monitoring visits, and I wore a mask, so, yeah, so this past weekend, I was just on full recovery mode, but at the same time, I, I, I just decided I wanted to just, like, do all my laundry and clean my entire apartment, like, everything. I was burning sage. I was just doing all the things I was um, pouring into my ancestral altar. I was, um, you know, doing all, all of that, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, y'all. And, and I'm gonna be coughing during this episode because I'm still recovering. But right now I'm not, I'm not sick. I'm just coughing. I'm, I still just have coughing spells because that's, that's one thing about me. I hate when I get sick because when I get sick, I don't become completely cured until like two fucking weeks, two or three weeks. And when I mean com- completely cured, I mean my voice gets back to normal. My nasal passages get back to normal. Um, I I completely stop coughing. Um, but I always have like that final week of like coughing spells because my lungs are just trying to get rid of all the stuff that's that was in my body. Um, and it's just annoying because like, I'd be feeling like I can't breathe sometimes and it's so annoying, but, um, yeah. And right now I still can't hear out of my left ear. Like, oh yeah. I also had like a fucking ear infection too. That's how bad it was. Like it was so bad. Everything was bad. Everything was bad during that final week. Like, it's so funny because like, (laughs) During Mercury retrograde, like I was hearing about all these people like passing away and, um, you know, 
on the brink of like being really, really sick and hospitalized and things like that. And when I was sick this final week, I was like, Lord, am I, am I about to be one of those people that, that died during the retrograde? Like, I'm not putting it into the atmosphere, but it feel like it. Like, what the hell is this? Like your girl got sick. I got sick and, um, I isolated myself, um, after last week. Like, after I got home, I was just like, mm. and I had a monitoring visit planned for this week to my, um, to my sites in Alabama and Louisiana, but I was like, no, I'm not going for a couple of reasons. Number one, I need a break. Like, I literally haven't been home really, except like pretty much on the weekends. Like, I need a break. I need a break. Like, my body's like, slow the fuck down. It's the retrograde. And then number two, um, I've already met my quota for this month from um, days on site on, on um, at my clinical sites um, already. And it's only in the middle of the month. So, yeah, um, I don't, you know. And and we have to meet a certain quota each month for us to get a bonus. So yeah, I'm aiming for that. But um, yeah. So your girl felt like she almost was about to die, and it's so funny because like, I, it it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Um, and 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 before I move any forward, this episode is basically call um I, I don't know what I'm gonna call it but it's basically going to be talking about pouring into your own cup it's an it's the ace of cups energy in tarot okay um to me the ace of cups is not only allowing for people to pour into you but for you to pour into yourself and because like a lot of us have been walking around dealing with people where we allow, you know, when they pour a little drop into our cups, like, you know, just because, you know, and it's only because we look like our, you know, you look like your cup is full, okay? You may look like your cup is full, but your cup may be, may not be entirely full. Um, Your cup may be empty, but you may look like your cup is full. But nine times out of 10, when your cup is not full, you're not going to look like your cup is full. But anyway, um, but pouring into your own cup, right? Um, this is, this is basically based off of like, um, the fountain energy. If you guys have not heard of the quietest revolution or Umber Khan, um, she talks about this concept of the fountain and, and basically the fountain is your idea of just pouring into yourself while attracting positive things, good things into your life. And in order for those things to be attracted into your life, you have to care for yourself. You have to relax. You have to not panic about, like you have to like literally be chill about life and be like, you know, not worry about, oh, I have, I'm, I'm not attracting this. I'm not attracting this man or this woman or this love or this money. Like you have to literally be on chill, chill mode while pouring into yourself. The fountain ideology that 
Umbrakan talks about. Basically, it's just the ideology of self-care. And I know you're in self-love. Self-love and self-care combined. Self-love plus self-care equals the fountain energy. But in my thought process, I call it the ace of cups energy. <clears throat> okay. I'm not going to apologize to y'all every time I cough. I was about to, but deal with it. Um, I love you guys, but deal with it uh, if you're listening to it. But, but like I said, this episode is about that fountain energy and pouring into your own cup. Because a lot of times we are surrounded by people who may look like they're pouring into your cup may seem like they're pouring into your cup because they're only pouring like little droplets, little shot glasses into your big ass cup, right? So you feel like you want to pour into their cup like way more than they pour into yours because you are so used to not having your cup filled that the little bit of droplets that people give to you, you mistake in that for like, oh, they're pouring into my cup. Okay, yeah, they're pouring into your cup a little bit. But that's that's an that the the idea the ideology of someone pouring into your cup a little bit is the equivalent of bare minimum energy. Sometimes it ain't even bare minimum. Sometimes it's just like <laughs> It, it it's 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 kind of how a narcissist work um the only difference it, like when a narcissist like kind of so-called pour into you the only difference is that when a narcissist pours into you they take it back like they take it right on back and they dangle it in front of you and then they pour that same amount you know that same recycled juice into your cup and you think it's the not only do you think it's them pouring into your cup but you think it's new juice when in reality it's recycled juice right but um but the thing is that that's that's how narcissists work but I'm not saying the people that surround you are all narcissists I'm just saying that it's one you know like that that is one step away from this and what we need to understand is that we should not allow for bare minimum droplets into our cups, okay? We do not need to allow bare minimum droplets. Repeat after me, lovelies, my loves. We do not need to allow bare minimum drops into our cups to think that people are trying to fill our cup. Okay? Love you. All right. Give me a moment. I'm about to puff my little weed pen. But anyways, um, back to what I was saying. So this ending, the ending of this Mercury retrograde, and I'm going to just say this. This has probably, and I know I've probably said this before, but I'm really dead ass. This has probably been the worst ret Mercury retrograde that I've ever been in. And I'm not even just, I'm not talking about like 
like things coming in slow, like money and, you know, like uh, things being delayed. Like my flights weren't even delayed during my monitoring visits. Like nothing was really delayed. The, when I say this is the worst, I say this is the worst in terms of me losing things like losing valuable things and almost losing valuable things as well as just getting really sick, you know? And, um, it almost literally scared the crap out of me. If y'all hear that in the background, it's me opening my water bottle to drink. Oh, another way to pour into your cup. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Take your vitamins. Exercise for at least 30 minutes a day. Do some yoga. You don't have to do yoga every day. I used to do yoga every single day. I don't do yoga every day no more. because Not because I'm not as passionate about it. It's more so that I've refocused my, my yoga. Um, yoga is, you, yoga was not originally a, an asana practice. Asana means yoga poses. Um, it was a meditate, it's still a meditative practice, but when you do asana, um, you have to meditate while doing them. I'm not trying to look like, you know, somebody on yoga journal anymore. I'm not trying to do poses the you know, yoga um, poses like it, you know, crazy out the world no more because I'll feel worthless when I can't achieve it. What's the point of that? Do yoga to stay limber and the flexibility will come later. Do yoga to open up your joints so that, you know, your, um, you know, when you get older, your joints won't fuck with you. Do cardio incorporate like squats you don't have to do heavy squats you know you see all those people who do heavy ass squats to get that you know juicy booty that they and there's nothing wrong with that right but they have to work every day for that I don't have time for that I would rather have a nice you know figure that's good enough for me I don't care if I don't have the fattest ass anymore. I don't care about that. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because I have the best soul in the world, right? That's my belief, and I'm sticking ten toes to it. I'm sticking to it. I'm, you know, I stand ten toes down. And um, my soul is very, very much... And like enchantress energy and I've literally had moments multiple moments where I've walked in somewhere like whether it's a club or a bar or whatever the fuck a restaurant and I've walked by a woman with an ass way bigger than me and men would stop and look dead at me as I walk my walk my my um, enchantress energy is in my walk. My enchantress energy is in my eyes. My enchantress energy is in my soul. How I make people feel when I listen to them. And it's not like pick me energy. It's literally just like being. 
admiring everyone, feeling confident in who I am. And and I used to not, it's so crazy, I used to not feel this way a couple of years ago. Um, especially when, you know, when I was married, my confidence went down. And for the past, like, year, I realized that if I keep trying to change and adjust myself for people, whether I'm in a relationship with you or whether I'm friends with you or whether I'm trying to get your attention if I like you or whatever the fuck, I'm never going to be confident in myself. I'm always going to feel like I'm in competition with somebody and that's not my style. It's never been my style, you know? And I had to come to that realization, you know, months ago. It took a while for me to heal from lack of confidence. And being at the age of 34 that I am, like, I embrace aging. And I say this because not everyone has the gift to age. Not everyone has the gift to reach 34. You know, it's and it's so funny because I hear a lot of people that are in their 20s, they're like, oh my goodness, I'm getting old, I'm 29. And I'm like, no wonder you're getting old. I'm not. And it's so funny because a lot of these 20-year-olds literally do be acting geriatric at the age of 20-something already. And it's not entirely their fault because this society has conditioned us to have to grow up so fast in, <coughs> excuse me, have to grow up so fast to where we can't even enjoy our youth. We can't even enjoy our youth and we can't even take the time to stop and breathe and gaze at the sun and place our feet on some grass to ground and and to go hug a tree or go touch a tree and to enjoy our youth you are still like and it's so funny because I'm I'm a lot more flexible than a lot of these people um you know people in their 20s and it's so funny because they're just like you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having these back problems. I crack when I, and I was like, I don't remember cracking until I turned like 30, literally. But then like, I realized that I was cracking a lot because I was doing a lot of stretching. My joints were like, "Mm, you have a lot of like, you know, lubrication between these bones, girl, you know, so of course you go, of course you're going to crack a little bit. (laughs) But anyway, Aging is a gift, and it's not given to many. It's not given to everyone. Let me say that. It's given to many, but it's not given to everyone. Okay? So back to the concept of filling your own cup. Okay? And this is for the girlies or the... The boys, um, the boys or the girls, I'm going to just say, bo- but it's for everybody. I'm not just focused on, I'm, I'm focused, okay, let me say this. I'm more focused on women 
because a lot of times, you know, women really do have to do a lot, like a lot in terms of if they're in a relationship with somebody or if they're single and and when it comes to men, you know, like I just see a lot of things where like when um, a man and a woman has a child and the woman has to like take care of the child and do most of the cleaning and work while the man just work. I see that a lot. I'm not saying that happens everywhere because that's changing, but I do see that a lot and it's concerning. So I am talking more to the girlies, but I am talking to everybody. So men, if you are listening to me, I'm talking to you too. Okay. Um. I really wish I could stop coughing, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But anyway, back to the concept of filling your cup. I said I wasn't going to apologize for coughing. See, that's, that's a, I need to work on that. I need to work on myself. But anyway, cup. So, if you are in a situation where you feel like you're pouring into someone else way more than they're pouring to you, whether it's because they think that your cup is more filled than theirs, whether it's because they just don't care to fill your cup, whatever the reason, if you start to notice that you are pouring into someone more than they're pouring into you, stop it. Stop it. And and I know it's easier said than done, but I'm telling you as as your exotic priestess mother, stop that right now. Okay? That's enough. <laughs> We're no longer doing that in 2023. It's almost the middle of 2023. And if you're still overpouring into somebody else's cup over yours, like if you're draining your cup to pour into somebody else's cup, stop. And it and sometimes it can even be more difficult when it's someone who you love and someone who actually genuinely loves you back and they may not think that you know, they they may not be paying attention that you're pouring more into them than you are into them. Uh pouring more that you're pouring more into them than they are into you. Okay? So it's time to start switching that up. Um, For example, and of course I'm going to use relationships as examples because it happens a lot in relationships, right? If you're in a relationship with somebody and you are blessed and you are abundant and... (coughs) And you are, sorry, you guys, I'm back. I had a phone call and it stopped the entire podcast episode. So I had to like record another segment. So like I was saying, um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the example. If you're pouring into somebody, right? And you're, you're constantly doing it because you love them. And they start getting used to it. 
and it starts depleting you. But they continue to like, they like they get to the point where they start asking you to pour more into their cup. So now you feel obligated, even if you don't have it. Even if you don't have it to pour. And when I say pour into somebody's cup, this can be in any way, shape, or form, whether it's giving them extra love, whether it's helping them financially, whether it's um, anything. They start getting used to you pouring into their cup to the point where they ask for it. And they know you're not going to say no. So, and it's not entirely their fault because you spoil them rotten with what's in your cup. (laughs) And then it starts depleting you and you start becoming resentful. That's what happens when you pour too much into somebody and not enough into yourself. Like, um, like when you start, let me just say this, when you start pouring too much into somebody and not caring for yourself, you turn into a pick me. (laughs) You turn into a pick me or what she, she Ross seven says, a pick Misha. Um, you don't focus, you, you stop focusing more on your self-care and you start focusing on constantly helping that person that you love. And then you start to realize that they don't pour back. They don't give you as much as love, much love that you give them because they're so used to you pouring into them. They don't you know, help you financially as much as you help them because they're so used to you pouring into them. They don't give you enough time, time, just like you give them, like, and then they, they start putting you last as well. Here's a, here's a prime example. Let's just say that you're dating a guy Or if you're a guy, you're dating a girl. And, you know, back to the money situation, you help them, you know, financially. And they start getting used to it. And then, um, (laughs) and then like once it gets down to the nitty gritty where you start like throwing hints that you need help financially with something, something small, maybe something big. It doesn't matter. And they don't say a word. Because they don't feel like it's urgent to help you. Because they think that your cup is already filled. And then you start noticing that when they do have like money or when they do get paid like if they do have a job you're the last person on their radar to give money they start naming all the stuff that they got to pay for all the people that they got to pay back and they don't even mention you Mm -hmm. never let it get that far 
Okay. Never let it get that far to where you're helping someone out, pouring into their cup way more than they're pouring into yours. And they put you on the back burner of pouring into yours. It should never be that way. Okay. So pour into your own cup. Focus on caring for your own self. You know, and the thing is, if it does get to that far, this should definitely be a wake up call for you to start incorporating the word no and not giving a fuck about how they feel about it. And I'm not trying to say push people away, but if people feel like you're pushing them away by putting yourself first, then two things. Number one, You've made them feel like that they're more worthy than you are. And number two, they never cared about you in the first place. Even if it they, even if it seems like they care, they have never cared about you. And you were never going to be put first. So, back to the whole Ace of Cups slash. Fountain concept, Umber Khan's uh, concept of the fountain. This is where the attraction comes in. You have to start off like before before someone approaches you in your space, right? You have to, I'm just drinking the hell out of this water, y'all. You have to start off <coughs> by literally self, uh, loving yourself, caring for yourself. You have to start off by putting yourself first, pouring into your cup. And this, my friends, is called having high standards. This is literally demonstrating to the world what your standards are. When you treat yourself, love yourself, and care for yourself at a certain standard, it's going to weed out the pool of um, rusty, dusty people. Ain't shit niggas. That's what I say. Or what Shira Seven says, dusties. It's going to weed out the pool of dusties. And it's going to attract the right people that are literally on your level. Right? Whether it's friends that are also, you know, advocates for self-love and self-care. Whether it's lovers who sees how you treat yourself and they're like, oh, if I want her, I got to do the same for her. Okay? That's where the attraction comes in. Um, other stuff starts becoming, you know, like you start attracting other things as well. Like um, opportunities. Things like that. Like, it's, it's, a, it's an energetic thing. It's kind of like how the flow of energy works. 
um, if your house isn't clean, you're not going to attract certain things. If you are holding on to certain old stuff, you're not going to attract new things. That's how the universe works. That's how God works. That's how the flow of energy works. Okay. And, um, it's, it's kind of like, um, <laughs> this is for my Baptist people who grew up in church. It's kind of like that song, get your house in order. If your house isn't in order, then it's not going to bring in the blessings and the right people, the right energies that you're trying to attract. And then on top of it, don't try to attract it. Because if you try to attract something, then it's going to be harder to attract. And I'm not trying to say, like, don't do, don't pray for things. Don't do, you know, uh, money spells and things like that. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, don't manifest things. I'm trying, I'm saying, like, don't try, like, don't constantly be on the worry don't have a worried mind when you're trying to attract something or manifest something. Have a cool head. Your head has to be cool, calm, and collected when you're attracting things, when you're making the necessary changes in your life, when you're incorporating the word no, when you're pouring into your own cup. Okay? My advice when it comes to pouring well before I get to that um for me personally um I'm always pouring into the cups of my ancestors the cup of my ancestors on my ancestral altar I always make sure that they have fresh water when the water is you know before the water starts looking kind of murky there's always bubbles in my water, baby. I'm just letting you know that if you practice hoodoo, you'll know what I'm talking about. Or if you practice any kind of like witchy spirituality. And I'm not saying hoodoo is witchy. I'm just saying like if you do and you be, you know believe in the importance of water when it comes to connecting to your spirit family, you'll understand what bubbles mean. Look it up. But... um to the advice. My advice, if you're trying to attract things, is to care for something, whether it's an animal or a plant or a tree. I used to have plants um, when I was married and we lived together, I used to have plants in a room where I would take care of them. And there was this one plant that literally grew so long. The vines on the plant grew so long. I, I, I needed to get another pot for it. But I, sh I was able to stretch it across the ceiling almost to the other side of the room. It was getting its light. It was getting its love. It was getting its nurturing from me. Right now, I don't have plants because I had to leave those plants behind and I have never, you know, restocked on any plants, but I am about to this weekend. But my advice is to get something to care for and to nurture it and to 
manifest things through that thing that you're caring for. Um, I have this tree. If you don't have any plants or animals, I have this tree right outside my window that I go to almost every other day or whenever I need to pour out my old ancestral water from my altar. And I pour it on the roots of that tree. I touch the tree and I rub on its little tree trunk. I ground my feet at the tree. And sometimes like I will have a, a short little conversation with the tree and and I would ask the tree to touch my hand and it would literally, with no wind in sight, no wind, and my hand would be far away from the leaf and it would literally like come down and touch my hand because there are people really out here that don't believe that trees listen and can move. Like, that's weird. You don't believe a tree can move and listen? You're strange. I'm sorry, you're a weirdo. And I say that out of love because I'm like, they literally grow from a seed to a big ash tree. How the hell don't you believe a tree isn't alive enough to move? Okay. Hell, plants move when you, like within five minutes when you open the window and let some sun in. <coughs> but, um, yes, take care of something. Take care of something, pour into something. And I, like I said, I take that water and I pour it on the roots. But, um, and it's so strange because it's like, um, people really do out here. People, people believe that I isolate myself. Like at first I did isolate myself too much. Like, um, at the beginning of my traumatic experience, I did isolate myself a lot because I was going through a depressive episode and not too many people reached out. People reached out at first because they were being nosy and wanted to know the tea with what's going on with my life. And I just gave it to them. You know why? Because I, I didn't care. Um, I'm an open book and I have nothing to hide. But currently, I have blessed my apartment so much that um, <laughs> it's kind of a curse to leave. And, and it's crazy. And I know y'all are like, you leave all the time when you travel for work. That is true. That is absolutely true. But when I mean leave, I mean seeing people, doing things. And and um, I notice that every time, like, I do something with somebody, I either feel drained or I get sick. It's so strange. Like, I'm like, what is this? And I've learned that when you are when you are evolving spiritually, everybody is on a spiritual journey. Nobody's more spiritual than the next because everybody has a spirit. But there can be an evolution. Like someone's spirit can be spiritually evolved than someone else. That's just what it is. Um, I take pride in my spirituality a lot more than I did in the past. And 
and I've noticed a lot of changes. But um, but like I was saying, sometimes it's kind of a curse to leave my apartment because my apartment is so blessed. It's so blessed. Um, I do a lot of things to keep it blessed. And I'm not just talking about leaving crystals on the door and things like that. No, it's 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 some magical shit that I be doing up in here that to the point where sometimes when I go outside, my neighbors be looking at me, looking at me and be like, oh, Lord, what is that witch doing now? And and it's so funny because like even though they be nosy, they always come up to me and want to either talk or get my phone number or something like that. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, I'm not invited. I am not. And I get offended when people are like, I want to come to your apartment. And I'm like, no, it's not just because I don't have all my furniture. I just tell you that. It's it's a lot like this is my sacred space. And one day I'm going to open it to people who when I'm ready it's not about trusting you it's when I'm ready so you know if people want to invite me to their space that's their choice but um and you know I'll I'll kindly accept but I'm not ready to invite people to my space and it's almost been a year I have not invited I've, I've invited one person to my apartment <clears throat> and that's because she helped me move <clears throat> and I'm not going to list her name I'm not going to list her name because um, let's just say she's not my girlfriend um, but my girlfriend does know who she is and we have slept with each other in the past but I'm going to just leave that on the table. <laughs> That's all y'all need to know. We slept with each other multiple times, actually. but um, And it was a fun time. You know, it was a, it was a good, it was good while it lasted. Uh, she had fun. I had fun. She had fun while her, you know, husband was deployed. And I had fun while my ex-wife was deployed <laughs> but I'm a, she she helped me move I'm gonna just say that but um but yeah anyways um at that time we just had an understanding of just pouring into each other's cups at that time and um yeah Anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, this episode is basically just about keeping yourself, you know, having a cool head, being relaxed when you are pouring into your Ace of Cups. Um, get something to take care of and to visualize that thing that you're caring for being your Ace of Cups. Um, another thing that I would like to suggest is to get a, a wonderful picture of yourself. Hold on, you guys. I have a phone call. I'll call her back later. That's my girlfriend. 
But um, get a picture of yourself, the, one of the best pictures of yourself, and to literally create an altar for yourself. And I know, like, some of you guys are like, isn't that idolizing yourself? So what? You're a god. You're a goddess. Do that. That's one way to show to pour into yourself, okay? Um, and to just, like, treat yourself as just, like, the deity that you are. And use that as visualization of pouring into your cup. Make the necessary changes that you need to pour into your cup. Take care of yourself. And anybody who sees that you're glowing more for pouring into your cup, they're going to try to want to, they're going to try to want to be a part of that. But to also use your discernment when it comes to that. Use your discernment to literally weed away the ain't shit niggas, ain't, sh- you know, the rusty dusties. And to, and, and it's not even to, it's not even to put yourself into a mindset where you feel like you're better than someone. But when someone who's like not spiritually evolved comes into your life, that, you know, someone who's not as spiritually evolved as you are come into your life, they're going to try to suck you dry of that. And, they're going to try to manipulate you into believing that you should start pouring into their cup more. And then they're going to see that it's draining you and then they're going to leave you. And this, like I said, this is not just based, this is not just talking about wanting, a, you know, relationships or sleeping with someone. This is friends too. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I'm going to conclude this podcast episode. I don't want this podcast episode to be that long. This is just late, um, basically, you know, me talking about, you know, just coming up, you know, just having a realization from this retrograde and um, to also kind of like get you to understand that To understand that, you know, when you're taking care of yourself or when you see someone taking care of themselves, don't get upset when they change. That's something that I've also learned. Like when someone, whether they're family, friends or whatever, when you see someone pouring into their cup and that they've changed and um you know they're glowing let them glow okay um i've had a situation a week or two ago i want to say a week or two ago or last week where i was really upset that i was putting in the effort to reach out to people that i love <coughs> friends family and they were nowhere in sight to, like, reach back out. And I got upset. And then I had to understand that, hey, they may be going through a situation where they're trying to put themselves first because they have to put themselves last a lot. 
So I had to rethink that. And that's the same thing with you. If you're pouring into yourself, if you are finding yourself losing friends or people not wanting to talk to you anymore or men or women no longer having a crush on you anymore they or wanting to talk to you or date you, you have to understand that they were probably feeling that way towards you because they thought you were someone that they can easily access. And once you start closing your access to people, not isolating yourself, but taking the time to pour in yourself, you do not have to pick up every single phone call. You do not have to respond to every single text. You do not have to respond to every single message in the inbox. Don't make, you know, don't let anyone make you feel like you're not enough just because you're not responding to their messages. They're mad that you're not responding to their messages because they want a piece of that energy. So they're going to make you feel like shit. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to come into your inbox and laugh at anything that you may post. They're going to message you and be like, why you don't answer your messages? What's going on? Is it me? Like, you don't have any explaining to do. It has nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with you not liking them. And they're not going to see that. Just understand that you're doing the right thing. You're on the correct path. Anytime you're pouring into yourself is the correct path. Be selfish. Be selfish this year. Be selfish next year. Be selfish for the rest of your life. Because you are not guaranteed next year. You're not guaranteed the year after. You're not guaranteed the next day. So why make time for someone to text you? come into your inbox draining your energy right draining what's in your cup making you feel like shit for not responding to a text that's weird especially when you're not obligated to respond to anybody like it's it's one thing if you're in a real life relationship with them and communicate more communication has to be there but when you're not in a relationship with this person or a friend, you know, or a close, close friendship with this person, you are not obligated to respond to them. Okay. And this goes for me too. Like any, anybody out there that, you know, I've reached out to, you have no obligation to respond to me. We're all trying to evolve. Um, we're all trying to better ourselves. We're all trying. And the only way to do that is to not try and into and, and to pour into your own cup and to sit at the fountain. Thank you, Umber Khan. I'm going to say her name every time I say fountain. To sit at the fountain and um, to have a cool head, to be relaxed, and to care for yourself and to love yourself and to vibe by yourself. And when you're vibing by yourself, Make sure you are vibing by yourself. Make sure you are not imagining certain things, like certain scenarios in your head that, you know, you wish you would occur. 
No, vibe by yourself. Spend time alone. Love yourself. Look at yourself. <laughs> All right, so that's my advice. That's my that's the episode for today. I love you guys. Um and I hope this helps. I really do. Um I'm going to start making a podcast series called Your BFF. And I'm going to just be talking like shit, like BFF shit. You know, giving that hard BFF advice. Um, I'm I'm going to tap into my inner Scorpio Venom energy. Um, one thing about Venom, one of my friends um, told me is that, and, and I do, always knew this, but it just never occurred to me. Venom can either be healing or it can be harming. Okay. So when I say I tap, I'm tapping into my inner venom. It's going to be healing. It may sting some, but it's all out of love. I promise. Like, I really want to help y'all. <laughs> all right. Love you guys. Have a good night. I'm going to talk to my girlfriend. Mwah.